Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of April 24th, 2023, season 5, episode number 16. This week, we talk about Vicky Cornell and Soundgarden have finally come to an agreement regarding the release and rights of unreleased Soundgarden music. Foo Fighters releasing their first new single since the passing of Taylor Hawkins and reveal some album details. Avenged Sevenfold announced an immersive album experience in Las Vegas three weeks before its official release at Area 15 and more. Plus, this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly and on demand, YouTube at rocknewsweekly. All right, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris here, as well as David. What's up, David? Hello, hello, hello. Good to see you. How's everything going? Um, I have definitely had better weeks. Better weeks, Not going to okay. go into it. All right. But, yeah, <laughs> just, man. One of alive. those weeks, huh? A rough yeah. week. All right, well, let's, uh, let's fill you in on all the latest rock news. Something good, yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's get to it this week of April 24th. 2023 season five episode number 16 let's do it so this week it was actually some big news with Soundgarden and Vicky Cornell we were talking about how basically uh, they, they were suing each other over over the rights of the music they finally come to an agreement regarding the release and rights of unreleased Soundgarden music which is a big milestone so we'll talk about that Foo Fighters releasing their first new single since the passing of Taylor Hawkins it's kind of a big deal. They're announcing a whole new album, so we'll kind of speculate on some of that stuff there. Avenged Sevenfold announcing an immersive album experience in Las Vegas three weeks before its official release at a place called Area 15, and we're going to try and check it out while we're in Las mm. Vegas next month. Uh, plus, this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia, Weekly WTF, all that stuff, check us out, rocknewsweekly.com. You can support us for $3.99 a month anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe and if you guys are listening on Spotify there'll be an option there to subscribe help us out if you like um, also watch us when we go live chat with us live and more twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly usually around 2pm pacific standard time uh, on the twitch channel but if you miss us don't worry it's on youtube at rocknewsweekly same thing with instagram facebook twitter uh, all at rocknewsweekly so let's jump into it Tour news first. Uh, let's get to the tour news, uh, tour announcements this week. Pearl Jam, big tour announcement for them. Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Kicking it, kicking it off. St. Paul. So have you been to Minnesota? Oh, yeah. My wife's from there. St. Paul. She's, she's from, like, downtown. Have you been to that um, that specific XL venue? Center. XL yeah, Energy. Right? Yeah. Excel yeah. Energy Center. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. So they they have I'm sure all the sports and probably like Oracle or something here kind of close to us where you yeah. can see the basketball games, see a nice show. That's cool. It's amazing, yeah. Uh, so Pearl Jam kicking that off in Minnesota and then going through Texas, Indiana, Illinois, uh, and then four dates in Texas uh, all September. So if you guys are Pearl Jam fans, check that out on their website. Uh, rock news this week though. Let's jump right into it. Chris Cornell's estate and Soundgarden's estate have settled their legal battle. I'll read the official announcement here. So a statement by the relevant parties. They say this is like a combined statement from them. Um, so I'll get to that in a second. But Soundgarden have settled this battle that will allow the release of new music the band had been working on up to and uh, during the time of the death from suicide in 2017. So this is apparently new music that they were in the studio actively working on that's kind of in question here. So they say, here's the official statement, <clears throat> quote, The reconciliation marks a new partnership between the two parties, which will allow Soundgarden fans around the world to hear the final songs that the band and Chris were working on. The two parties are united and coming together to propel and honor and build upon Soundgarden's incredible legacy, as well as Chris's indelible mark on music history as one of the greatest songwriters and vocalists of all time, end quote. So... Just off of that, what do you think of that, David? 
Uh, you know, I, 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 so as someone who early in my like listening to music, like returning, you know, as a kid, I'd listen to the Beatles and stuff with my parents and whatever. And then right. by about sixth grade is when I started listening to my own music and Soundgarden was super important to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. At the time. Yeah. And I say, yeah, I mean, getting, getting, getting the that music out more and whatever is 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 going to help that i'm i'm very happy about that yeah so apparently this goes back all the way to 2019 i didn't realize it's been four years um but this was in 2019 over the royalties and uh vicky's this is vicky's lawsuit against the band uh soundgarden members she sued them in 2019 over royalties and the rights to seven unreleased songs that were in varying states of completion. So this is specifically about like seven songs that they were working on for a new Soundgarden album at the time that now they figured out a way to kind of move forward with that. So I'm interested to hear those songs, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's get them out there. Now that you guys come to your agreement, let's uh, get it out there for the fans, like uh, supposedly what you're doing this for. All right, Foo Fighters' big announcement. Foo Fighters announce, but here we are. That's the name of the new album. They dropped a new single. David hasn't heard it yet. Maybe some of you guys haven't heard it yet. I'll play a little bit. Uh, we don't want to get DMCA'd and all that, but uh, I'll play a little bit for you guys, and you can check out, see what it sounds like. June 2nd is when it's coming out, the, their 11th studio album. Um, this new single that we're going to listen to is Rescued. It's the first new single since the death of Taylor Hawkins. And we'll play a little bit for you right now. Check it out. All right, so there you go. That's Remember, Are You Thinking What I'm Thinking was the thing that we went from last week where it was like, what is that that they're teasing? That was the lyrics from that song, the uh, lead single. So what do you think off of just hearing a little bit of that uh, first lead single, that first new music from the Foo Fighters? Still got that good sound. Sounds it's, like Foo Fighters, yeah, right? Definitely Foo Fighters. Um, I'm 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 interested to hear you know the rest of that song. Yeah, we will, and we will listen to it. Um, but we just can't play it on my podcast because <laughs> Foo Fighters <laughs> wouldn't like that. They want to they want to get the revenue themselves from that. Um, but it's their first since March twenty second, twenty twenty two. I can't believe it's already been uh, a full almost like year and a quarter since then. Um, but apparently, here's the quote from the band, quote, <clears throat> Following a year of staggering losses, personal introspection, and bittersweet remembrances, it was produced by Greg Kirsten, and the band is being billed as the first chapter of the band's new life. So, just to interrupt on that point, yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting because the, the one thing that I noticed about that song is, to me, it sounds really similar to... Okay. Yeah, right. and, a good I, point. and it's and it's also called rescue. So I'm, I'm wondering if there's some sort of like meaning, thematic, a thematic connection, connection there. Um, and they're talking about how this is the, the beginning of their new life, and I mean that was the beginning of the band. Yep. So I don't know. That's it's interesting, that's right? Interesting. <clears throat> um, so I and just made it <laughs> no, that's good. That's what that's what we're here for. Um, Foo Fighters got a bunch of tour dates as well that they've all confirmed and put out there as well with the Breeders. Uh, pretty cool tour. Kicking off August 4th in Spokane, Salt Lake City, Lake uh, Tahoe, Virginia Beach, Phoenix, El Paso. So those are the only dates that they have. Uh, and they're all playing big, big arenas and festivals. So definitely check them out uh, if you guys are interested in that. And that new uh, album, June 2nd, coming out already from uh, Foo Fighters. So it's ready to go. Pretty awesome. All right, let's move on to some more rock news. This was kind of cool here. Avenged Sevenfold announcing this Life is But a Dream 360-degree immersive album experience. So this is at a place called Area 15, which I got to show you like a video uh, of this place. It's a big place out in Las Vegas where it's kind of a tourist attraction on its own. It's been voted one of the like coolest places to check out or whatever. It's kind of a play, obviously, on Area 51, right? Area 15, and it's out in the desert. It's this. Uh, uh, there's art installations uh, from various. 
companies, businesses, uh, personal artists, just whatever. And it's kind of like almost like a Burning Man type of experience, I guess, if okay. I could compare it to anything. Uh, but also like a very like audio visual um, type of experience where you can listen to music, watch movies, do different things out there. <clears throat> and so they're going to have this thing for only four days or five days, I guess, May 11th through the 14th at Area 15 in Las Vegas. And it's going to be an immersive album experience of uh, Sevenfold said, quote, we're excited to announce our life is but a dream 360 immersive album experience at Area 51 official or Area 15 official, excuse me, in Las Vegas from May 11th through the 14th. They say, be the first to experience our new record three weeks before its official release as it's meant to be heard in its entirety from start to finish, end quote. So kind of cool. You know? I, that's way cool. Yeah, not too many. I mean, you know. how cool is that? Really, I mean, like what what exactly is going on there? Like, is it a some sort of like a Yeah, well, they haven't. Yeah, yes, it's kind of like that. They haven't really revealed details of this specific exhibit that they're going to have out there, but this is a picture of something that I could probably imagine that it's similar to. It's like yeah, it a bunch like of LED and audio type of screens that basically like surround you in a tunnel, and then there's like a big room that I'm sure has some kind of art piece that's central to the album, yeah. and then you're going to be able to walk around and kind of listen to it and enjoy it. So, yeah. It's got this sort of like Blade Runner aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And- or like Mad Max, yeah. Almost like but I'm the wondering, is this like the, the, the Pink Floyd uh, <laughs> Night at the Planetarium? Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty neat. So hopefully we're gonna be able to check it out. It's like 35 bucks a person. I'm trying to get it worked out where we can do press for them. So we'll see if it happens. Uh, but if not, you know, it's still a pretty cool thing for everybody yeah, in it Vegas. Looks fun. Uh, check it out. All right. Uh, concert series. This is uh, this is a NFL promotion uh, that got in the rock feed this week because Motley Crue yeah, was part buddy. of it. Motley Crue's out there Friday, April 28th, and then Fallout Boy Thursday, April 27th, and Thundercat uh, on April 29th. He's a great multi uh, instrumentalist as well. More of a producer, I guess, these days, but also still a, a great musician. Um, uh, NFL.com. So you can stream it if you don't want to watch. The actual shows or the, uh, excuse me, the games, you can just stream the concert because they'll have this concert series out there presented by Bud Light. But, Watch you know. out. Buddy. Yeah, Kid I Rock know. Might show up. I know Kid Rock's <laughs> going to show up with a submachine gun. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Crazy, right? Just to blow up the sign. Just yeah. being clear, right? Just a 30 case of Bud Light. Just yeah, shoot yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's what it is. We're blowing up the beer. All right. Metallica did something kind of cool. They um, released, uh, made history with this, I guess. Uh, first rock band to do this, releasing their full album with videos in sign language. So all the videos, the music videos, uh, they released a whole different set of ASL-friendly sign language videos. This uh, first, this says the, the first time a major rock band has ever done that with uh, every track on their album. So I just love that the people doing the signing. I are know, like rock looking. They are. They're like. <laughs> They're the ones that you All see in it. black. I don't know right. if you've ever noticed them at like um, festivals and concerts. They'll they'll be uh, in the in the front row or on the side of the stage, and they'll have the ASL people, and they're like they're all into it, and, and they're like dressed, you know, like they're going to the rock show. They're rockers, and they're they know all the stuff. Oh, well, and then it seems like this is a long time coming. I know. That's it what I'm like, saying. It seems like this, it's surprised that this. Why is the haven't first we done this before? The first band to do this. So. Maybe this will set a trend of other cool ASL videos in the future. And it was in honor of National ASL Day. So yeah, it was that's a cool. couple of days back uh, that they did that. Pretty neat. So good for Metallica bringing attention to that. I think it's pretty cool. Um, all right, check this out. Three Days Grace reunited with Adam Gontier on stage. It's the first time um, since, I think, like 10 or 12 years. 10 years since they uh, parted ways and this was the first time that they uh, joined on stage in Huntsville, Alabama. And so now maybe they're going to reunite and have the original lead singer back in the band. So it seems like they're all in good spirits. I'm not really personally a fan of this group. You know, I'll just be honest. But I thought it was cool that they've settled their disagreements and they've decided to move on and fans seem to really be digging it. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not really a fan. They, they reminded me a little too much of Rascal Flatts. Look at the guy <laughs> on the left. Looks like... Um, 
I don't know, like um, <laughs> I, I like the Wolfman. Or well, like, yeah, uh, I was like, uh, I the only thing I can Beauty say is like, goat. <laughs> that beard is impressive. That beard man. is really good. Yeah, it is. Well, and it especially that it has the sort of the white running through the middle it and the sides, yeah. and it has like two streaks there, streaks of yeah. dark. <laughs> That's good, man. I, I, I wish I could. He's, he's do probably that. turning into a werewolf as we speak on this photograph. Like he's, I think it struck midnight, and he's in yeah. Paris. Or <laughs> All right, uh, let's play an ad first before we get to the birthdays. Uh, let's see here. What should we play? Um, how about we do Joyce Choiceless? The lawyer of the people, Joyce Choiceless. How about? And now a message from one of our sponsors. Have you been involved in an accident? Are you currently involved in an accident? Oh, Josh, Did you make choice. an accident in your pants? Is an accident waiting for you at some point sometime soon? Have your parents ever told you you were an accident? Well, you've got a chance to get back at those pesky people by visiting my law firm today. Hi, I'm Joyce Choiceless. I run a law firm on the corner of Cisco and Glenn called Joyce Choiceless for the Voiceless, and my motto is, with Joyce Choiceless, you're not voiceless. In fact, you're on my choice list. Just between <laughs> you and me, lawyers, right? But I'm not a lawyer, not just because I've been disbarred, but because I've had a few accidents just like you. My friend Tony, he's a lawyer, and for only the cost of a venti caramel frap a few times each day, you can climb out of that accident shithole and ride into a 93 Lexus. What? I can't say shithole? Let me start over. I'm Joyce Choiceless, and I'll represent you in a court of law. Me and my husband, Royce, will give the voiceless a voice and the choiceless a choice. <laughs> Don't be a fool. Come down to Joyce Choiceless Law Firm for the voiceless and explain yourself. Every person who enters my offices and slaps down a $5 fee gets a complimentary bottle of crow's milk. Come get some. Come down and buy me a coffee, and we'll talk about your accident. What do you have to lose? Don't be an asshole. What? I can't say asshole? <laughs> oh, Joyce. She's just, you know, she's not the classiest lady. But, you know, she gets the job done, you know. She gets the job done. It's time for some birthdays, so let's get to it. All right, all right, all right. Birthday time. David, take it away. Iggy Pop, solo artist and frontman of the Stooges, 76. 76, and you can't tell. They'll yeah, look, a, looking they'll as, look a day over 30. Look at as firm as ever. <laughs> Just a youthful, the fountain of youth. Because he got a, he's got a skull there. That's actually oh, Tan Mom. That's actually, I think that's Tan Mom. No, uh, <laughs> yes, he has a skull. That's how he wards off death. That's just, that's how he fights death every day. If he didn't have that necklace, he would he would melt away. But his hair looks great. You know, they they always have these photos of him and Jennifer Aniston because they have the same kind of hair. They're like, dang, happy birthday, Jennifer Aniston, in the show. Picture of Iggy Pop, right? Oh my God, that's so good, right? 76, didn't look a day over 20. Robert Smith, another founder and frontman of The Cure, is 64. Another spring chicken, right? right. Well, I have to say, though, look at those cheeks. Those are smooth. They are, yeah, flow. they are smooth. He is using some good moisturizer. But I, I, think I don't know about that hair, though. Well, that's what I was going to say is <laughs> once you flip the situation with uh, Iggy Pop, because that was his thing back in the day. Like, you know, Robert Smith had that great hair. That's true. Sticking everywhere. So now he, I think they need to trade routines. They trade. Like, they need to, Iggy Pop needs to give him his hair routine, and Robert Smith needs to give him his moisturizer routine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, we're so mean. No, uh, Paul Carrick, singer and keyboardist of Ace, Squeeze, Mike and the Mechanics, is 72. And he's looking. I'd say he's looking quite age appropriate. Yeah. Just just after we're doing I know, all right? body shaming. No, he's looking right? great, and that's a very nice home studio. It looks like he's living his best life. That looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maynard James Keenan, Tool, and a Perfect Circle is fifty nine. We can see him here. Um, 
I think praying to the underworld deity Paimon, maybe. Yeah, well, I was thinking it was Horus. Oh, Horus could be. Maybe. Yeah, it could be Horus. But Paimon, you know, he does that. Yeah. Either one. Well, he does. He has a bit of a jester, like a joker. It is. It's almost like, what do you want from me? Have I not entertained you enough? Exactly. Are you not entertained? Have you not seen my single braid here on my the left of my face? He does have that. Look at my daughter did this. No, I, was, I, yeah, I was thinking I he probably got that in like in in Jamaica or like in <laughs> Thailand. Could be, Thailand. could be. He can't get it out. Uh, Jan Hammer, uh, jazz fusion ge- uh, keyboardist, often worked with Jeff Beck, is seventy five. Seventy five. All right, we got some trivia. Let's get happy birthday trivia this week. This week in rock and roll history, trivia. Time for some trivia, guys. Let's see if we can stump you. All right, this week in rock and roll history trivia, David. 1970, all the way back to 1970 now we go. Elton John making his concert solo debut. Opening for this artist band in London. Who was it? Was it A, David Bowie? B, Gary Glitter? C, T-Rex? Or was it D, Glamrock Crosby and the Cocaine Spiders from Neptune. David Crosby fully covered in actual tarantula spiders, wearing six-inch heeled leather boots, dressed in glittery bodysuit, emerging from a spaceship on stage that is really a giant rock of cocaine. So, <laughs> those actual are your choices. Actual I, I spiders, think, um, actual I want to say Gary Glitter, because I just want to talk about him more. Okay. Gary Glitter, right? I'm gonna say Gary Glitter. He's got. He's one the, of the. He's my, the choice of the day. I. I. I yeah. <laughs> That's one of the, the best of the stage, day. glam rock stage names of all time. Right. Gary Glitter, right? Uh, a lot of punk artists would uh, kind of emulate that uh, type of name, like Sid Vicious, yeah. for example. You'd have a last name that would describe in a kind of a, a regular front name, you know, uh, and then a, 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 another one that describes what you're all about. So good stuff. So Gary Glitter, going with Gary Glitter, huh? Elton John and Gary Glitter. Was that the Cobill? It was not. Oh, wrong. T-Rex. T-Rex. T-Rex, yes. Uh, Elton John and company took the stage on April 21st, making their public debut at London's Roundhouse Theater, opening for T-Rex April 21st, 1970. Uh, after a pre-tour performance for BBC Radio, um, so, yeah, and then he took off after um, 1970, went to L.A., played the Troubadour, small, small venue, and that's when he took off. And here, look at this little interesting tidbit. He, Elton John reportedly turned down an opportunity to make his U.S. debut as part of a package tour with Jeff Beck after Jeff Beck demanded 90% of the earnings of the tour. Good golly. He turned it down, Elton John, rightfully so, right? I mean, that's a kind of a man. That's kind of a dick move about Jeff yeah. Beck uh, claiming that, right? Um, this rapturous reception offered full-scale vindication after years of less heralded and or less creatively satisfying. It also bought, uh, brought John to the attention of his idol, Leon Russell, with whom he'd tour with during his uh, return to the States later in the year. And then by the end of 1970, he, Elton John was being crowned the next big thing. But look at these humble beginnings of Elton John just... There with... Uh, looks like he's playing just like a, a your grandma's piano. Look at that bench. You know, just yeah. like... Just up there. And then that's T-Rex, I guess, on the stage there with him as well. And so he did a solo show, but then he also did stuff with actually T-Rex as well, which but is kind of neat. Huh? Back when they... Scientists were first discovering dinosaurs in the <laughs> 1970s. That's right. Look at this, mate. We got this thing. It's a T-Rex. T-Rex, isn't it? It's a T-Rex, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> All right, we got more trivia. Oh, my God. We got more trivia? What's going on? This week in rock and roll history, trivia. It's a double shot. It's a double shot of trivia this week. I thought this was too good of a little story to... To, to mention, this week in 2001, the guitarist from this band is arrested at Heathrow London Airport. 
Did I say that right? Heathrow? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Heathrow following an Air Rage incident on a flight from Seattle to London. That's a long flight, by the way. Um, he's charged with allegedly assaulting two crew members in the plane's first class section. He's eventually cleared of the charges. Good golly. What guitarist or what band was this guitarist from? Was it A, The Strokes, B, R.E.M., or C, Radiohead? This is in 2001. No D there, huh? No, no D, no, no Crosby. Spiders, I, I Crosby. couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. I thought this, this was... is uh, this one's tricky. I mean, because I mean, imagine, like, uh, I want to say Radiohead because it's probably kind of infuriating hanging out with Tom York all the time. I gotta say too, this was like a heyday for a lot of these bands, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's I, I tried to pick bands the other two that were, um, but I feel like the I didn't hear about this at all, and the Strokes right. were. Well, I mean, the Strokes were popular, like really quite popular by that, like that was 2000. their yeah, that was their heyday. Yeah. Well, that their album debut, like I will 99 say, ninety nine or something. Um, like two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah. Uh, this is it. That's when it, I, I believe it came out. Sally, if you're in the chat, I know you know. When did that first album come out from the Strokes? I think it was two thousand one. Uh, but anyway, so going with Radiohead. Yeah, I think I'll go with Radiohead. Radiohead, huh? Well, it was R.E.M. I just can't. I just. There he is. And this is after the trial. Picture of him. Um, R.E.M. guitarist. Yeah, Michael to, uh, Stipe came to his rescue and actually, like, vouched for his character. I guess it was very, um, it was pretty bad. Like, he, he went off. And I could kind of see, I got to be honest, this he's got this look in him. He's got that, that stare. That kind of looks oh, like, yeah. uh, like a ser- almost like a serial killer, like a, a raging dead alcoholic. Eye. <laughs> dead eye. Yeah, that <laughs> dead eye fucking stare. Um, I don't know. I'm sure he's got his life together. I well, I'm kind of. Li- I guess you know that does kind of make sense because are you? You know, if we're doing some sort of thing that probably has nothing to do with why this happened, <laughs> you know, Which REM had this really strong middle of the 90s, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, on, after that monster album. A little bit of it. Yeah, maybe they had a dip, decline. maybe they were kind of, yeah, you yeah. know, in the slums Or a they had bit. just made a bunch of money and he was really hanging out with David Crosby a lot. <laughs> That's a long flight, so I got a picture that he was getting, tra- I mean, Seattle to London, right? Yeah, That's, right? That is a long flight. So you gotta imagine he was probably getting trashed. He's like, oh, Heathrow. we're on a sixteen-hour, twelve-hour flight or something crazy, and he's just gonna get trashed." Right? I've I've done a I've done. Have I you gone to Europe? Chicago to London. You, oh, so and you've that done was that. that was not that was not fun. How long was that? Chicago to London. Well, that did was the sh- so a, on that flight. Did you have that a was the shortest part? So I flew from what? Chicago to London. London to Bahrain, Bahrain to Bangkok. All in the same flight? All the same, the same like trip. Oh my God. It would, that was like more than a day. So how long it do you think miserable. you were on a, on a, on a actual flight? I plane. didn't beat up anyone on the crew, <laughs> right. I'll have you know. You weren't getting trashed like right? uh, it wasn't Peter Buck. <laughs> well, I couldn't even fit in the, oh my God, in the man. chairs. How, how long do you think... Uh, you could estimate that you were actually on a plane. Uh, let me think. You said over a day. It kind of. I took. think it was o- over. A, I think it was over. A, That's insane. It was at least. It was, yeah, it was like over a day. Wow. It was. It was the 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 leg from London to Bahrain was particularly miserable. Oh my god, I could imagine. All right. Well, we got some new rock and metal albums uh, that came out this week. Are you ready? You got to you got to feel the people in. Okay. So Let me get I need to get in the proper posture. All right, get ready. Uh, we're going to do this. It's time for new metal album rock releases of the week. Go for it, David. Go ahead. The 69 Eyes, Death of Darkness, Angel, Once Upon a Time, Anthem, Crimson Jet Black, As Everything Unfolds, Ultraviolet, Axel Rudy Pell, Ballads <laughs> 6, Brutal Youth, Rebuilding Year, Dawn of Orobo or Oroboros, Oroboros, Velvet Incandescence, Dorothea Cottrell, Deathful Country, Enter Shikari, A Kiss for the Whole World, Grave Pleasures, Playboys, Jethro Tull, Rock Float, Live Christine, River of Diamonds, Magnus Rosen, It's Tome to Rock the World Again, Mecca Everlasting, MMXX, The New Wave, Predatory Void, Seven 
to the discomfort of comfort of being. Revolution Saints, Eagle Flight, Saint Demon, League of the Serpent, Smackbound, Hostage, Tanith, Voyage, Texas Hippie Coalition. The names live on. The name lives on. Those these beasts. Cares, wills, wants, and through fire, devils got you dreaming. You almost got it. You were almost Not there. Not even close. <laughs> you were almost what? there. What? I feel like the the words were bigger today and everything. And I, they were elaborate. But I mean, literally. The, they were elaborate. Look I at felt these. like the, uh, the, the script was larger and I didn't make it through. Uh. I usually am looking at a block of, like, fine print. <laughs> I'm almost make it today. Just uh, these were some tricky ones. Did I even? Did I even? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Ouroboros. Dorcia. What does that mean? I don't know. Velvet. I wonder if that has something to do with bears and uh, donkeys. <laughs> Oros. Let's hope not. Oros means bear, and then Boro. I don't know, man. Who knows, man? What's your favorite album in there? Um, I know you listen to, to all of them. Yeah, I have, and I gotta say the. Um, that Dawn of Ouroboros is really the best. It really that is. That Velvet Incandescence Vel- just Velvet describes incandescence. it. That's the way I feel like I'm listening to it. It's like a soft a piece of velvet. Soft piece of velvet. That <laughs> now, that, that's a real Jethro Tull album? I guess. What yeah. the rock flute? The rock flute. Rock what? flute, yeah. Jethro Tull, yeah. No, but, but how, how old is... He's like a hundred years old. I know. How old is that? He's, it's, 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 um, it's, it's his it's way really of staying alive. It's he sold his soul, so he's got to put out these albums. It's you know? not just like a skin mask, I guess. <laughs> he's he's still doing it. Rock float. Rock float. Check it out, yeah. Uh, all right, movie, TV, entertainment news. Super Mario Brothers uh, setting another record, the second best opening weekend ever for an animated film. Amazing, pulling in 87 million for its second weekend. Uh, Frozen 2 previously held the record, so they really blew, they blew that away. I still never seen that. Isn't that wild? I've never seen that one either. Do you, have you seen Super Mario Bros. I have yet? not. No, I have. How was it? Ooh, give us a review. Um, I feel like it was fine. Okay, right? It was like what? I I didn't really get anything like really special from it. Other than the fact that I felt like there was an underlying theme, sort of like a love letter to millennials. Okay. It was I. That, I'm gonna say that. Okay. I wanna. I'm, I'm doing the poetic thing today. All right. Okay. But I mean, I felt like that there was a little bit of, uh, you know, we 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 feel your pain, millennials, or it was like people that were making it were like, it was kind of that. Right. Um, in the sense that. You know, Mario had these big dreams about, like, saving the world and all these kinds of things. And uh, the older generation was always like, meh, you know. Right, okay, and cool. And, you know, we're, we're the ones who grew up playing Super Mario yeah. first. Yeah, know? definitely, so. man. Uh, the very fond memories of those games myself, uh, my original Nintendo. Uh, so I, I definitely want to see it. I'm not going to see it in the theater. I'll wait till it comes uh, on demand and I'll rent it or whatever in the house here. Uh, I, I thought it, I, I liked uh, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. He was. I think he's good for that. Yeah, he was good for he that. And my, be my the, kids uh, were the star. They were. Like they that. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so there you go. Good for Super Mario. Jamie Fox in the hospital. I guess. Oh no. Medical complication in Georgia. They're said, "Quote: They're running tests, still trying to figure out what exactly happened. He's been in Atlanta filming his new movie. They say it's not. It didn't occur on set." So maybe not related to that. He's steadily improving. Family announced the health scare via social media earlier in the week. So get better, Jamie Foxx. Kidney stone. I I bet you it's the heat or something maybe. Um, We saw, remember Kiss, uh, Gene Simmons? Yeah. That heat, that April uh, humidity. Do we some, have any idea what kind of movie this is? Back in I action? think it's a comedy. It's like a, it's an action comedy. Is he wearing any sort of costume? That's a good point. I don't know. It could be too hot. And he's film, filming in Georgia, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right, this was kind of crazy. <laughs> SpaceX rocket blew blew up in midair, uh, blasted off from Texas, and two minutes later, it blew up, plummeted into Mexico. Uh, 400 feet long, they actually set a record. The Starship is the biggest and most powerful rocket ever built. 
apparently. It well, is the biggest. Well, it was because it ain't. <laughs> it, it doesn't exist anymore. It blew. Yeah. And there's no one on it, right? No it's one on it. All, it was unmanned, uh, so that's the good unmanned. thing. No chimpanzee or anything either. Right? It says uh, Elon put out a thing on Twitter. Says, "Quote: Congrats, SpaceX team. Exciting test launch of the Starship. Learned a lot for next launch in a few months." Uh, SpaceX hopes to eventually carry people in cargo to the moon and Mars, but they're just doing the testing right now, I guess. So now, I mean, is this something? Because I don't really know anything on this. I just thought it was. I just always love to laugh when <laughs> something blows up that right. Elon Musk does. But um, <laughs> do do we know? Like, have they done anything? Any launches? Is this the very first? Like, any idea? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think with this type of. SpaceX there, there Starship. There was all kinds of talking, yeah, yeah, of, of that. Is, is I think, yeah, it's this to. 400 feet long one. I think they're it's the biggest and most powerful one they've done. So they. they so that's the issue. Yeah, like he's yeah. he wants to get to Mars, so he has to have a really. So big he's trying one. to figure out the biggest way to do it. Get a big one. Yep. Okay. This was kind of crazy too. In Maine, did you hear about this? A train derailed and caused some forest fires. People were worrying about uh, it leaking, as you could tell. Here's a lake right there, the water supply. And this train, uh, it says they were not carrying any hazardous materials. So it wasn't a threat to public safety, but still it caused some fires. But look at how that train just, like, collapsed on itself there, just piled up. Uh, Didn't even make it to the other side of that bridge. It looks like some kind of a bridge there it was trying to uh, cross. Good golly. Yep. Um, officials say the derailed freight train cars were carrying lumber and wiring. Other carts were carrying hazardous materials but were unaffected by the derailment and the fire. So maybe the hazardous materials part wasn't in this section. Um, but it said it was likely caused by a washout of ice and debris on the track up there in Maine. Oh, just too much uh, yeah, ice. covering the tracks. And yeah, just and then it just slipped right off of right it, off. I guess, which is pretty crazy. That'd be some hell. That's some very strong and crazy ice. That's uh, it's some dangerous work. They should they should pay those folks a lot. Yeah. And give them some paid yeah. sick leave. Yeah, you would think uh, that uh, they get maybe just at least that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're... We're seeing some of the uh, reasoning maybe behind that uh, struggle and fight for them. Crazy, man. Um, All right. Also, some crazy weather everywhere else in the U.S., basically. From Texas to Wisconsin. uh, Three dead in Oklahoma on Wednesday. Uh, Thunderstorm warnings uh, from Texas to Illinois. A tornado watch was in effect. Iowa, southern Wisconsin. Some of the footage they were showing and videos. Pretty, pretty insane, man. Just seems like uh, all over the U.S. we're getting these extreme weather things that are starting to really affect us. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. This is kind of funny. I think China's president is not amused by these uh, memes online <laughs> and his resemblance to Winnie the Pooh. He does not think they're funny. Uh, according to the New York Post. Um, they discovered, did you hear about this, uh, kind of a related topic, a network of Chinese police stations in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, 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 I heard about that. That's pretty wild, huh? They were intended to harass dissidents, spy on plots to over- cheese, uh, overthrow the Chinese government, and monitor snarky comments, uh, which is uh, exactly what we're doing right here, so maybe we'll get on their radar. I think, yeah, yeah. What do you think? I mean, that is a uncanny resemblance, though, right? He, I mean, this isn't bad. I, I mean, honestly I don't think what Winnie the problem the is. Winnie the Pooh is a delorable, uh, d- adorable character. I love Winnie the Pooh. That's what he needs to understand. I mean, <laughs> this isn't a bad thing. Just, Xi yeah, Jinping, just, just, it's move, not just bad. move on, man. Just accept it. It's a good thing. At least they're not saying you look like Wario or somebody. Right? You know? Like, like this guy. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to him. <laughs> right? We'll get to him in a second. Um, but Cambridge Analytica. So they're doing payouts now. Because here's the deal. They settled a lawsuit uh, totaling $725 million that they're going to pay out now. A now defunct political consulting firm, Cambridge Analytica, it was used by the 2016 Trump campaign to access users' personal information on Facebook. So if you had a Facebook account from May 7th to December 2022, May 2007, excuse me, to December 2022, you're eligible for it. Did so you sign up? Did you sign I haven't class done it. Action? I haven't done it, but I should. My wife sent me the link. I was like, heck yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put she my email me on my there. Give me my 25 yeah. cents. Yeah, give me my 50 cents or whatever it is, but still, that's great. 
Uh, the amount claimants will receive has not been announced, uh, but good for them uh, finally getting a, a, a good uh, result from that lawsuit. Good old Mike Rendell. So look at this poor, poor dude. Slapped with a $5 million lawsuit. CEO of MyPillow ordered to pay $5 million to a software developer who proved that his evidence of voting machine fraud in the 2020 election was bogus. bogus. Arbitrators in the case said that the software developer Robert Zeidman won the Prove Mike Wrong Challenge, but Lindell fade, failed to pay Zeidman, who says he actually voted for Trump. This guy, Zeidman, actually voted, he's a, <laughs> he voted for Trump. So it's not like he's an anti-Trump guy that, that did this, but Mike Lindell's claim he wanted to prove it's wrong. It's obviously manufactured bogus, bogus data. And he says he's going to fight the decision, but... Well, that's a little bit like the uh, Fox News lawsuit. Yep, having to uh, pay that out as well. Yeah, five, what is it? Admit what they're wrong. 500 billion? Billion? Or, or, what it was, was it? It was a ton. It was, it like was a lot of money. Or something. So it, was it was a lot. lot of money. It was a lot of money. Have you heard about this crazy stuff on, t on TikTok, the Benadryl Challenge with teenagers? Oh, my gosh. So there's this stupid thing going on TikTok where this lady had to get on there and basically tell people do not do this. Uh, the Benadryl, uh, Benadryl challenge is actually uh, responsible for the death of this kid, Jacob Stevens, who was oh, 13. No. They actually filmed him taking the challenge, and he suffered a, a seizure. He died oh, a week later. Man. So Johnson & Johnson is doing damage control now and uh, said it's been working with social media sites to remove posts that promote this uh, misuse. So parents i guess keep an eye on your benadryl make sure your kids aren't doing anything stupid like that but uh crazy right yeah that is that's just terrible like why benadryl challenge so stupid don't be doing that um okay hot topic this week what do you do with your leftovers from i want to know two things when you go out to a restaurant and you have a, a significant amount of food left on your table and two when you have a, a nice big dinner, barbecue, something at the house, those two instances, what happens to your leftovers in those instances in your household? Okay, so there's two there's two options. If those leftovers are blessed to be my leftovers, they will be eaten. These are David's leftovers. Right? If they are my wife's, we will fear and tremble. <laughs> And we will not eat them. And eventually, Do not dare. they are forbidden. And eventually, leftovers. she'll eat some of them. Don't, I, I don't. I would never besmirch her name. <laughs> she will eat some of them, but a lot of them will sit there and then go forever. bad. And then go bad. Yeah. Well, so this is mostly dinner leftovers. Okay. Right now, what about restaurant? Restaurant. I think she does eat those. So yeah, restaurant. They're, they're more often going to get... Doesn't get wasted. Yeah, not as often. Yeah. All right, so here's the but study. There's some Indian food in there right now. You know? <laughs> I've been eyeing. <laughs> here's the study. They say one in three Americans totally forget about their leftovers as soon as they're out of sight. So they surveyed 2,000 adults on groceries and food waste, found that the oh, average yeah. household spends about $248 a week on groceries. I guess that's average. That seems a little high, but maybe that's with a family. I don't know. I guess you could... Uh, is that right around yeah, I 250 mean, yeah. a week? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. 10% uh, of uh, these people, 2,000 adults, spend upwards of 500 even more. Hmm. So when it comes to the food waste, though, a whopping 70% throw away unused food because it goes bad before it can be used. So it's... Yeah, yeah. And then 35%, one in three, totally forget about it. 23% not interested in leftovers at all. And that's what I wanted to mention about... My wife can't she, eat the leftovers. She has no interest in those leftovers. I just can't eat them at all. Well, it's not that I she can't eat that. them. I will say that every now and then she will eat some leftovers. But for the majority of the time, if we make that dinner that night, forget about asking her to eat it in the next couple of days in some lunch form or take it to work. She doesn't want that. She wants, uh, you know, a, a nice dinner every night, a fresh dinner. And so, and then lunch, she eats out at lunch for office. So she doesn't take her lunch with her. 
So there's really no room for her to eat those leftovers. You know what I mean? So is it left to you? It's left to me, and then I have to eat them, and which I normally do. So no do. fights, though. No fights. Hey, that's that's good. No, it's just marital bliss. <laughs> food will be left in there, and I feel like I'm eating leftovers all week long, just so we don't have to waste this food. Say, for example, we'll have a big stew on Monday. And then big old stew. And then she'll eat maybe one extra bowl on Monday. And then after that, it's I got to finish it. Otherwise, it's going to go bad. It's up to you. Yeah. But you know what, Chris? It's a tough job. You are. (laughs) But somebody's got to. You are a steward. You eating that stew. You are a steward of the earth. Steward of the stew. Because you know that one of the biggest. One of the biggest. Ways that individuals can fight climate change is through lessening food waste. That's right. And you know, in the first world, you. food right. waste happens on the back end. So I'm a bastion for change and for progress in the food wasting uh, ecosystem. You are. I like that. God bless you. See, you know, and mother. Tell, tell my wife that. All right. Check this out. Last story of the week. I, I knew you would get a kick out of this, maybe. And have some interesting thoughts on it. (laughs) South Korea is paying young people who refuse to leave the house $500 a month to attend school, go to work, and, quote, restore their daily lives. So this is to combat social isolation among young people in South Korea. Hey. South Korea has introduced this new initiative. It's experimental. and, And so it's getting a lot of media attention. Uh, offering a monthly allowance of $500 to encourage reclusive youths aged 9 to 24. So if you're 9 years old, you can even get this $500 thing, right? It's that much of a problem that young kids that young, apparently, do not want to engage in society. I know, right? Uh, a new PlayStation is probably like 700 bucks, I think, something like that. Two months and you got a new PlayStation, right? No, anyway. But according to Yahoo News, the scheme aims to promote activities such as returning to education or finding work. The allowance covers food, clothing, housing, and other living expenses. So I don't think you can get a PlayStation with it. Dang it. But it can be received in cash or goods. So maybe you can use some of it for for having some fun. The ministry spokesperson noticed the recipients will be not required to demonstrate that they're leaving their homes to receive the allowance. So you don't have to. So it's not means tested. It's just here you go. And it will be sent to their bank accounts, direct deposit, or those of their parents and grandparents if they're under the age of eighteen. How long is this going to go? I wonder. It's uh, sounds like a new. Sounds like a new. It doesn't have a. It says according to the Korea Institute for Health and Social Affairs, around three hundred thirty-eight thousand people aged nineteen to thirty-nine in Korea have become hermit-type loners. That's crazy. I didn't realize that was like a, a thing there. Did you experience any of that uh, when you were ever in those parts of the world? Um, uh, well, yeah. I mean, the uh, video games are so popular sure. that uh, people will spend... Uh, I mean, I, I know in Japan, for example, people will live in video game uh, cafes right? World. rather yep. than renting an apartment. Yep. There, so you can get like a little cubby in a video game cafe and you pay less for that and you can just sleep in there. And so people will like, you know, but I mean, from what you're asking, yeah, I mean, people will, especially young, you know, like teenage boys, they will play video games all day. And there's even a whole class, I can't remember the name of it in Japan, of young men that have no interest in romantic relationships. Right. Um, and I think that's yep. so isolated. Yeah, I think that's part of this uh, this whole thing that South Korea is experiencing as well, which is pretty wild and maybe a um, kind of a sign of the times. You know, maybe something that we're not necessarily experiencing here in America just yet. Um, but do you think something like that could happen here in the United States? Well, I mean, I'd argue that it kind of does already. Not totally in the same, exactly the same way, but I mean, we have a we have a generation of younger folks that, um, th- you know, kind of h- harder. It's harder to launch. Yeah, right? it's harder to get a to, to get a footing in society. Yeah, I guess. it's harder to do that, and for you know people who 
maybe a, our age, a little younger, right? Really experienced that. Yeah, the Zennial um, Generation Z. Yeah, or not Zennial. As Zennial is Generation X and Millennial. X and Millennial together. That's Zenial. what I think. Our age group, I, I like to categorize myself as a yeah, Zennial. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we are. Because we're the early 80s. I think after 85, it says, is basically Millennial, yeah. which makes more sense. But we're that kind of late uh, 70s, early 80s uh, transition period where we still had that kind, kind of, like of... Halfway in between yep. being fully engaged Internet in was still like a like teenage that. thing for us. Yeah. Like, like we, yeah. Were, we didn't experience that until teenagers. Having a cell phone until like practically we were a senior. Yeah. That type of a thing. I mean, it is. It's hard because people depend on so much now for communication that person-to-person person interaction is often really yep uncomfortable. neglected and uh, uncomfortable yeah. and hard to do. So they're gonna. A lot of people are gonna be watching this, and uh, you know, I'm gonna be watching and seeing you know how it kind of you know uh, reacts with society. I, I think it's interesting. Yeah, and another thing, so in South Korea, they are experiencing something called the demographic dividend. Okay. Where their working age population cohort, like the people that are from 20 to, you know, 65, is large in comparison with their dependent population. Right. Like older folks and, and um, younger folks. So that means they have a lot of revenue. They've got a lot of tax revenue, a lot of people working in the formal economy that can support and pay for great education and, you know, stuff for kids. And so I think part of this might have to do with the fact that if kids want to be in their room playing video games, like they have video games, they don't right. have to go out on the street and play soccer at a dirt lot somewhere to have Yeah, fun. or work in a, <laughs> a whatever, yeah, medical, yeah. medical office or a factory or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that they could get entry level or customer service fast food. Yeah, they aren't forced to be interacting, and so right. oftentimes it's a lot easier to not. Very good points. All right, that's it for us this week, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed everything. If you did, give us a like, uh, give us a follow, uh, if, rate our podcast, and however you're listening, it helps us uh, our algorithm and get discovered to new people. Rocknewsweekly.com, all socials at Rocknewsweekly. Watch us live every Sunday. 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. And if you miss it, on demand, YouTube at rocknewsweekly. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Have a good rest of your week. All right? Peace. Later.